0: Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel.
1: My name is Sarah. And I'm Dale.
0: The movie this week was Supernova from 2000, directed by Walter Hill using the uh, I'm Ashamed I Made This Movie director name, Thomas Lee. What? Yes. Uh, you he know, used
1: a different name? Apparently know.
0: Thomas Lee is the name they use instead of Alan Smithy now. Uh, oh, I don't know how long it's been.
2: Like. it's like a nom de plume. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Nobody can tell it was me, except for we're going to find oh, out now. Okay. Written by William Malone, Daniel Chuba, and David C. Wilson. Starring James Spader as Nick Van Zant, Angela Bassett as Dr. Kayla Evers. Robert Forrester as A.J. Marley. Lou Diamond Phillips as Jerzy Penalosa. Peter Fassanelli as Carl Larson, Robin Tunney as Danica Lund, 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 doesn't matter, Wilson Cruz as Ben Sotomayor, mm. a.k.a. Ricky. Was that distracting at all?
1: You know, the younger cast in this is, like, people that were in Things I Liked as a teenager, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like um, I don't know if his name is Carl, the guy that comes on... Yeah. Later, uh-huh. he was in Can't Hardly Wait. Oh yeah,
0: and
1: really, um, yeah. yep. And the uh, it was before his he name? joined
0: Twilight. Yeah, yeah. by several years.
1: And what's his name was in My So Called Life.
0: Wilson Cruz, that was Benj.
1: Um. Yeah, and then I remember that the other girl was in. Empire Records and the Craft, the Craft. The so, craft. That's what I was yeah. trying to think of. Yeah. So it's like these are all, yeah. people from, from when I was watching stuff as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's good, and that's good for a blast from the past. I mean, two thousand doesn't seem. I hate that doesn't seem that long ago. Sixteen years ago,
2: it doesn't seem that long ago. And think about how much James Spader has changed in that
1: in that sixteen years. That's what I was saying. (laughs) I was like, "Who's this guy?
0: James Spader's son?" Mm."
1: Joel is falling in love.
0: (laughs) Not falling in love, man. He takes off his shirt. He's pretty
1: dreamy, yeah. "Mm -hmm." Yeah.
0: All all the guys, the diamond film, uh, yeah. They're all
1: stud muffins. They they had to really work out. (laughs) <laughs> or something I don't
0: know.
1: <laughs> Put them on some kind of fitness. They, when they
0: sent in the original uh, script for the movie, the only note they got back was "make it sexier."
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was the. <laughs> what do they call it? The, the notes for the mm-hmm. day: sexier. Give us more sex. Anti gravity sex. <laughs> <laughs> right. <That's laughs> <of> my <kind. laughs> right.
0: I read about that. <laughs> uh, that was added afterwards.
1: Really, which is
0: one of the reasons why Walter Hill was was oh. took his name off. Of it. They made big cuts to his original movie. His original movie was a lot darker. It was about almost three hours long.
2: Oh my god!
0: Um, and it didn't. It was like yeah, it didn't have the humor and stuff like that. And he so they they did all the filming, and he sent it to them. And was like okay, we're gonna need all the effects put in, and here's the plan for that. And they were like, no, we don't like it. You know, we, we don't want to spend that much money on effects. It's not sexy enough. So they cut it all for him. Oh. They brought in another director. Um, what's the name of the guy who directed? I, 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 sh- I probably shouldn't say. They brought in some other famous director. Uh-huh. And he added in the Antigraf sex scenes and some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they had already they had already filmed uh, the one with Blue Diamond Phillips and... uh uh-huh. And Robert Tunney, and according to what I read, which came from i m d b so who knows if it's true, they didn't film James Spader and Angela bassett in a sex scene. They took the other sex scene, darkened the female potty, and put their imposed their heads.
2: Oh my God, that's crazy,
0: but who knows <laughs> who knows if that's true? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past no, the really? MGM executive, weird so. Introduce us to our guests, please, Sarah.
1: Um, so this is my mom. Um, <laughs> I've mentioned her on the podcast before.
0: I've mentioned her in every other podcast.
1: <laughs> really? <More laughs> well, <I've> regarding <laughs> what? I've mentioned <laughs> you before just, like, in talking about science fiction movies oh, and stuff yeah. in the past.
0: Yeah, the, the two people she mentions most is you and Aunt... Uh,
1: Aunt Chris. Aunt Chris. Oh. Because Aunt Chris probably showed me more of the fantasy stuff right. and more of the, you know... yeah. The, the
0: weirdest
1: <laughs> Yeah. We have
2: kind of different tastes. Right. <laughs> There's, just, I can't tell you how many times that she's said, you know, she really likes a movie. I have to see it. And I start watching it and go, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. The same yeah. thing. Oh, that's a great movie. I hated it. That's what she'll <laughs> say. Like, uh, what was the one that's most famous was uh,
0: Memento.
1: She hated she Memento? She hated Memento. <laughs> she, she's wrong. Yeah. That's
0: what I, well, I don't know what to say about it's that. A
1: matter of taste. <laughs> yeah. Oh Poor boy. Guy
0: Pierce. He didn't know.
1: So, since my mom was guesting, we let her pick, and she picked Supernova, because we hadn't done that one yet,
0: mm-hmm. and... I've heard it mentioned, I've heard you mention it, Dale, uh, before when mm-hmm. I was over at the house. It, it's just, but uh, really, I've never, like, heard anyone else talk about it. I think it's, mm-hmm. like, mostly forgotten. I think it's probably because of what I, the reasons I was talking about I, I, I imagine when it came out in 2000, it wasn't marketed very...
2: Probably not. I don't remember well. hearing about it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. It was, like, kind of after the fact, you mm. know, that was, you know, in Blockbuster or wherever you yeah. <laughs> originally yeah.
1: saw it. Directed
2: yeah. DVD or something. Right, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but that- you can kind of understand why people associated with it might not be too proud of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad movie, you know, I think it's...
2: I've seen a lot worse.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. For
2: sure. Yeah, we have too. And, <laughs> you know, I've always uh, appreciated James Spader, so I, you know, when I saw that he was in it, I thought, sounds like a good Mm -hmm. one to me but
1: it's a little bit on the
2: (laughs) on the cheese side yeah (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah james spader looked like you've never seen him before he's he's always kind of dreamy but in this movie they really had him work out or something joel was like When did he ever look like that? (laughs) Yeah.
2: When he was younger, he was always, like, so handsome. He was pretty. He was, like, almost beautiful when Mm -hmm. he was young, you know. But almost leaning a little towards the feminine side. And that's the most... You know, beefcake roll I've ever seen him do.
0: Yeah. I was thinking of him in Stargate. You know, yeah. where he's playing kind was of like a door. door. Yeah. And I think yeah. he does, he takes off his shirt in that movie and, you know, he's, he's got, you know, he's fine. He's fine he's looking. He's
1: fit, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but he's not in this movie. It's like, whew.
2: Yeah, you can tell. They <laughs> made him work Sign me
0: up for some of that. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down, uh, there's a scene in this movie. <laughs> where, uh, after uh, an unfortunate accent to uh, Robert Forster, where James Spader shows up at Angela Bassett's door with a bottle of, uh, I believe he says it's brandy, yeah. and just knocks on that door. And I wrote down, hypothetical, sexy James Spader shows up at your door with a bottle of booze. What do you do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would turn him down. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not if he looked like that.
0: I'd at least invite him in for pizza. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can him. <laughs> it's hard to, That's See, that's what they should have... I mean, I, I think that they probably intended to sell it on its sexiness, but they were probably aiming for the wrong thing, you know? They were probably like... Yeah. Nowadays, I don't think a movie would shy away from being like, look at all this man meat, you know? You got yeah. your... You know things like Magic Mike, and we realize, oh, women do actually want to see movies with uh, attractive mm. men in them. Mm, yeah. wow, what a strange idea! Yes, imagine <laughs> <that>. I imagine that. No, exactly. Yeah, that's not a big deal back then. It was like, oh, we don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. <laughs> I assume.
2: I just recently watched White Palace with Susan Oh yeah, and yeah. James Spader.
1: I love that movie.
0: Not familiar at all. Mm.
1: I think I've seen it, but mm. I don't know if if I watched it with you or not. I must not have.
0: If he doesn't take his shirt off, I'm just not watching. It. It's just. I think like, he does. Take
1: <laughs> I think his he shirt does. Off. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, I'll well, write it on the list.
0: <laughs> That's a letterbox list I can make. Movies yes. where Jeff Spader takes a shirt. Off.
1: It's
2: about it's about a young Jewish widower who falls for a middle aged waitress who mm. works at. White Palace because mm-hmm. they couldn't
0: say White Castle. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. White Palace. Yeah, that White
0: Castle name is just worth too much money.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to taint it with any, <laughs> <laughs> any kind of a And something. now it's got Harold yeah. and Kumar. <laughs> got a White <laughs> Castle. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no,
0: I don't want
1: it.
0: So, oh, what, is there anything particularly special that you like about this movie?
2: I uh have always been interested in the special effects and the sets and stuff like that. And I thought this was kind of cool. I thought they did kind of a cool job with the sets and stuff. It didn't look cheesy or tinny or anything, except for the robot. That was a little bit... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I really liked, uh, Angela Bassett and I really liked James Spader when I first, you know, and I'm always looking for science fiction that's not completely objectionable and they're, you know, really few and far between. And so, but like I said before we started watching it, this is one of those movies where I keep thinking it has to, it has to be better than it is <laughs> because of the people that are in it. And, you know, but it's, yeah, it's kind of, it leaves, leaves you wanting something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I wonder what that original cut would have looked like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it kind of
2: makes you
1: wonder, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: There's no director's cut available, and since it wasn't popular, I, I almost guarantee there never will be.
1: Yeah. No. Probably not. It would just
2: be a, yeah. a forever rotten tomato or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one of the lesser ones. Mm-hmm.
2: But you have to admit that, you know, the eye candy isn't bad. Yeah. Even just for that alone, it's yeah. kind of worth watching. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not just, you know, it's not just Spader. I mean, Blue Diamond Phillips right. is going you there. You can know.
1: tell everybody's really gotten in shape to make this movie. Yeah. Everybody looks good. Everybody was like... Wearing these uniforms that were like painted on. <laughs> it was like yeah. super. Yeah, everybody was buff
2: and wearing like, you know, skin tight workout clothes. Yeah. Uniforms.
0: Reminds me of something else, some other sci fi movie where they were wearing. I guess they were kind of wearing. They were wearing stuff like that in Event Horizon, but it wasn't as. It wasn't nearly skin tight. I mean, they weren't. Mm-hmm. yeah trying to show off anything but there was a lot of similarities between event horizon and this one in like the way the ship was designed
2: mm-hmm.
0: but i think that event horizon tries really hard to be funny i i like that movie too but it inserts these like the crew dynamic is like so you get the idea that they've been together through a whole bunch of stuff and so they're they're Cracking jokes and they've got nicknames for each other. And this this crew, they they were more serious. And I think um, James Spader is just supposed to be somebody that was put onto their crew for some reason. I didn't really understand that part.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was just a recent addition to the crew, and you know, we didn't didn't really fit in with everybody else. Was kind of in their routine, and he was he was an outsider.
1: So, like, the setup of it is that he's... yeah, synopsis. He's... I mean, we don't have to if you don't have to. No, no, no. I just (laughs) just
0: forgot. I just got into it. Uh
1: (laughs) So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a spaceship that they've had the same crew for a while, and Mm -hmm. James Spader comes on board, and he's, like, a recovering addict of some kind. Some kind of recovering drug addict.
0: He's a man with a past.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which... I think that in the uh, a different the alternate dimension version that doesn't exist, it, there probably is a lot more to why we need to know that information. His
1: backstory, yeah, yeah.
0: that'd
1: be interesting. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. It's okay. So he is just kind of he gets. A little bit of introduction to the doctor character, right? Is that what she is? A doctor on board? Yes.
2: Uh-huh. And Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Ship's doctor.
0: Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a medical emergency thing because there's like Blue mm-hmm. Diamond Phillips says he's a oh yeah a technician. And, they're
2: a rescue ship. They're the like one. a yeah. There's are supposed to be
1: like space EMTs or oh, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I grasped yeah. that. I knew they were like on a mission, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand exactly what and then pretty quickly into the setup of it they've already got some sexiness in the very beginning and then um there's like a distress call yes and they have to the captain of the ship decides that if there's somebody important enough making a call that they're gonna do a dimension jump is that what it is right
2: because it's too far away.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they they decide they're going to try to do this jump, and what happens when they come through it?
2: They're in a some kind of debris field or something, and it like the moon is a rogue moon, and it's causing some kind of debris in its path through space, and they jump right into the debris field and get hit, and it, they lose a bunch of their fuel so- immediately.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it seems like they're kind of like that's kind of the starting point for what happens afterwards. But what happens to the captain? Do you feel like you knew what happened? Well, what
2: happens to the captain is when they they have to get into these special chambers for the dimensional jump.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They have to get nude for that. To pred- and they, where they have to get naked, which is
1: Oh, yeah, is you more, definitely have to get naked to do the dimension jump. You can't jump. do a dimensional jump <laughs> with
2: your clothes on. That just doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> it's like but quantum leaping. Yes. <laughs> I and <mean>, everybody can... <laughs>
2: Everybody, can you imagine? Anyway, um, they um, all the individual members of the crew have their own particular pod or whatever they're supposed to get into for this dimensional jump, and when the captain is checking the pods, he notices that the doctor's pod is not completely functional, so he tells her to get into his pod, and he gets into her pod, and he doesn't say why. And then when he knows something's wrong, but he decides to take the risk anyway because they're just about to jump, and then he's, you know, Kibbutz. mangled in the, uh, you know, a kind of Star Trek, you know, <laughs> style
1: <laughs> <laughs> blob in the
2: tra- transporter accident. Yeah, that's not a way I would want to go. No. I don't think
0: so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens so. in in Star Trek 2, right? They're, like, supposed to have, he's supposed to have uh, somebody brought onto the ship, and it, like, it fails midway, and that's why they end up with Spock again on the ship.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like, what came back uh, wasn't pretty. Like, <laughs> you, I don't want to hear about what it. What the
2: heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those, all those early Tests with this transporter,
1: You're got like, gnarly.
2: That's gross.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. It seems like a common thing in sci-fi movies that there's like this pod, and it's either like your your super sleep pod that you go to sleep in stasis. forever stasis, yes. yeah. or like. In this one, it was, like, the dimensional jump pod that you Mm -hmm. had to get into. Mm -hmm. Is there, like... Do you think there's something from, like, space travel that they're pulling that from that's, like, real in any way? No. I
0: really doubt it.
2: I think they just came up with the idea, you know, to explain how people would travel uh, over vast distances, you know, without aging or, you know, be able to handle that kind of thing. But I think, you know it's going to have to be like a dimensional thing. I don't think people are going to be traveling in space for hundreds of years or yeah. you know, anything like
1: that. Yeah, it seems like they they need a way to protect to protect yeah. a human body to keep them alive and thinking and mm-hmm. yeah. their same self right. on the other end of it if they're ever going to
2: But you're right. At this in this case, what is it that they're protecting themselves from if the whole <laughs> ship can to yeah, jump dimensionally. Why is everything inside of it not? Yeah, you know that's still, true. It seems, it seems you know like they just kind of you know for
0: plot movement or something. Yeah, <laughs> put, put no, them just get them nude again. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another All opportunity right. for
1: nudity.
0: <laughs> I assume that they take off their clothes because if they did that jump, the clothes might meld into them, but. Yeah, yeah, the pod. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just poke holes into it, but you probably yeah. should have.
1: Yeah, accepted
0: yeah. It. Just go with it.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. that
2: to be in the pod.
1: <laughs> yeah, too. they do.
0: It's been like that forever because in two thousand one, which was in you know came out in the sixties, mm-hmm. they had those people in stasis when uh, they had Dave Bowman and uh, the other astronaut who can't remember. You know, just manning the ship with the AI. Right. They had like ready right. to pop out just when they got to everywhere. Yep. And that wasn't like faster than light travel They were just keeping them fresh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like a Ziploc bag yeah. <laughs> They didn't have to
2: use the uh, Environmental uh, stuff When they didn't need to I think was the idea in 2001 That they, they you know, were conserving uh, Energy Resources Yes yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: they want to save all those food jelly things. For yes,
2: <laughs> until they got to where they needed them, and no. they, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about.
1: I, lo- <laughs> I love that scene in 2001 when they're when they're whispering back and forth to each other. That's like my favorite part.
2: Yeah.
1: And the robot knows what they're saying. You're
2: reading the lips. Yeah. Reading their lips. Yep. They're trying to sneak one by the.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What do you guys think of the AI uh, sweetie in this movie?
2: I kind of, you know, I kind of liked the idea. That was kind of fun, kind of different. But I, it's, it's kind of a cool. You know, you can tell that people are really interested in the humanization of technology or whatever. You know, like whether it's robots or computers or whatever. It seems like that's a theme of. And all throughout science fiction of trying to, yeah,
1: yeah, it seems like through Star Trek and through yeah any number of different mm-hmm. things that there's a computer that they can talk to and and mm-hmm. try to get some information from mm-hmm. when they're yeah,
2: and then they and then there's always some like quirky element of humanization
1: of that of the robot right. <laughs> or the computer yeah. voice. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed the chemistry that the AI was having with uh, Ben. Yeah. But yeah. that just made me really sad when he ended up, you know, it's a yeah. spoiler, he ends up getting killed. Most of the crew gets killed Yes, in this movie.
2: Yep, trying to convince the computer that she could uh, rewrite her programming herself.
0: <laughs> I really wish that had gone somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> He was making an excellent point. It, you know, it seemed like she did have some things, but it was just like, no, he's dead. Oh mm. does shouldn't that inspire you to like take revenge or something? Basically after that point, it was like Yeah.
2: She wasn't around.
0: Was like gotta get James Spader in here to save everybody. She had to get
2: more authorization, like, you know I guess. Just the last authorization that she needed, he couldn't give because he was already dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, how do you think this so, spoilers, what ends up happening is when they get to the other side of the dimension jump they find that there's a ship coming their way, right? From the planet. From the planet. Yes.
2: And it's some kind of shuttle or escape a vessel yeah. or something coming from the planet to the ship seemingly out of control, not Earth. It's too, coming too fast and kind of crashes into the ship.
1: Yeah, and it's not the person they expect it to be when they get him out and uh, on board the ship and introduce this weird thing that's there. <laughs> well, that's
0: not too much later, that's... After uh, Peter P- Peter Fasnelli shows up, he comes off the ship, and he's he's acting like a total creepazoid weirdo. Everybody's like, okay, buddy, you can come on. Okay, you can have access to all our secrets. Okay, buddy, everything's fine.
1: Angela Bassett seemed pretty upset. <laughs> she seemed pretty irritated that it was not the person they were yeah. supposed to pick up. Right. because that's because that's the whole
2: reason they came there.
1: Because, yeah, the captain right. of their ship died trying yeah. to do this. And, right, yeah. Yeah.
0: She didn't want to see that guy anyways, too, so they had a history, an ambiguous, I I guess, see what they were in a relationship, and wait, she said they something about losing the ability to have children or something like that? Yes,
2: she indicated that something about their relationship was so uh, negative that it caused her to be
0: bearing oh and that's why at the end that thing happens right. okay I didn't even realize that at the time because I'd forgotten about that mm. character development yes there could have there could have been so much more it, it like you can definitely see it yeah the potential of the characters and the story in the movie yeah,
1: yeah but it's kind of like the, <clears throat> the vibe of the movie is that things are just happening like one after another.
2: Mm.
1: And it kind of, it, I haven't seen Starship Troopers, but I got this kind of feeling about the the way people interact with each other that might have been a little bit like that in Starship mm. Troopers. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. I I do see what you're saying about Event Horizon too, but I think I think in ship design for Event Horizon, they had like a much darker, like, art source material they were working from to make the stuff inside of that ship. Right. That's just my opinion. Yeah.
2: It was supposed to look kind of... I mean, I've only seen Event Horizon once at the movie theater when it came out, Mm. and I disliked it so much that I never watched it. Really? (laughs) Understandable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we watched it for the podcast. I but was really was-
2: bummed because I really liked all the people that were in it and I'm always you know get my hopes up too high when a new science fiction movie comes out that it's gonna be really good and yeah they rarely are but yeah, I just didn't like the whole feel of that movie. It just was like trying to weigh you down with this like sinister yeah.
1: You know, Evil demonic yeah, thing, or right,
0: something, yeah. And I just, nah, I just didn't like it. But America's sweetheart, Sam Neill, he's so evil.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's another movie where they have to get disrobed before they get into their, their oh, I don't even know, I mean, they're, they're not that. nude, they're just like in their their, uh, under, in their
2: underwear, you know, like in their long uh, aliens, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, that's that's another movie where you just like, I can see all your influences.
2: Everybody's in their wife beaters and their dog tags. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I could, there's, you could tell that there was like the influence of all these different sci fi movies, like the, like the Genesis device or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was going to ask you, Mom, do you think there's anything that got you into science fiction in the beginning? Or if there was anybody you knew who got you into it? Mm-hmm. like I, You know, I don't really remember
2: being into science fiction before Star Trek. I mean, I started watching Star Trek when I was how old? Nine? Mm-hmm. And immediately fell in love with Leonard Des Moines and just <laughs> yeah. any, everything about Star Trek was the best as far as I was concerned. I just, it just embodied all the best hopes for mankind's future as far as I was concerned, you know, all the interracial stuff and, you yeah, know, all that. And, and, um, anyway, I think after that, I kind of was always looking for good science fiction. I've, you know, my whole philosophy is, of life is beam me up, Scotty. You know, it's the in in you know <laughs> epitome of escapism. And, and that's, to me, like there isn't really. I guess some people feel that way about fantasy, but for I guess I've always gravitated towards the this might really be possible kind of you know yeah fantasy.
1: That's cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I feel like it makes more sense in a in a way to fantasize about this the bright, beautiful future. Mm. The escapism of like people who fantasize about, you know, being back in with fighting dragons and the wizards and stuff like that is because it you know, there's all those stories about the the lowly uh, uh whatever, the 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 lowly uh yeah, I surf. can't even think of the word. Yeah, there, the, you go. the surf who turns out to be a secret prince, and yes. he wields a sword. And, you know, they always rise up, and it's like that's that gives nerds hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> so <I
2: don't> <laughs> the reason fantasy is so popular is because it gives nerds hope. Exactly, <laughs> your, exactly. Your <laughs> and like, it's like <laughs> Star <laughs> Star Trek,
0: you would think should be uh, just as popular because that's given nerds a different kind of hope. Yeah, because, like, look at look at how uh, essential I'll be to the future. I'll be on this ship. Yeah. All this other stuff. (laughs) I'll uh, have to get naked so we can jump in space. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You just broke down so much mystery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My hope is that someone will listen to this episode, take a a good look in the mirror and be like, (laughs) maybe I do want to be Mr. Scott (laughs) and not Gandalf. (laughs)
1: Gandalf. I don't know that many people who want to be Gandalf.
0: I want to be Gandalf. He's cool. He gets a horse. (laughs) He has to do his whistle.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of whistle, the music in the movie. I noticed like it was normal kind of action music in some places and like tension building, Mm -hmm. but there was this little bit of like funny music. When the, like, sexy stuff was happening, it seemed like there was a little bit of, like, sexy music in one place, (laughs) like, kind of, like, jazz or something, or, and then, and then when, when there starts to be a bad guy that they're dealing with, it feels like they start doing this little, like, flute, like, (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. I
2: just seemed to, totally oblivious to the music altogether. I was thinking
1: the music.
2: I don't even yeah. remember noticing. It's just the such music. a part of the
1: background. <laughs>
0: yeah, it didn't really make an impression. Yeah.
1: yeah. Did you notice the flute? Mm-hmm. It's usually the kind of flute that they would put in if like somebody was like um bringing cocaine from Colombia or something. <laughs> so
0: a pan flute. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: I'm really surprised I'm not, now. now. I feel like I want to watch it again. <laughs> listen to the me, <laughs> Just not watch it and just listen to the music yeah. and see what it... Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because in the other movies I've watched, I've been really conscious of the music and, you know, commented on it. I can remember, you know, several times thinking, really, this is the music they want to play for this, you know, yeah. or something. Or noticing that it really enhances, you yeah. know, the the movie for in the positive frame but yeah
0: considering how the company the production company you know cut this up i'm surprised there wasn't just like pop music or something Mm -hmm. yeah what is the movie there's a isn't there a different movie maybe this is like i I keep thinking that this was a um, different movie where they jump through space, and their one of their like crew members kind of starts going crazy. Does it happen in Sunshine? I haven't seen it, so uh, see, I'm not, I'm not clear. Do you know Sunshine?
2: I think I have seen that one. Yeah, it. The title sounds very really familiar. They have
0: to like go restart
2: the sun or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something weird going on. I, I it's been a while since I've seen that, and I don't really recall the plot. You know, it's on the list. It reminds me of that. You know, something the thing is, is that there's such a fine line in good science fiction because you know if they get too cerebral, it's just boring. Yeah. You know, and then if it's just all action, it's equally boring for a different reason, you know, it's just, you know, not, you can't take it seriously, you know. So there has to be a really good mix of plot and character development and, you know, because that's the interesting part. It's not so much the technology and the new stuff they're encountering, whatever it is, it's how it affects them and how they interact with each other and, you know, I mean, that's what's interesting in most stories is the the human condition. But,
1: right. But,
2: yeah. uh, you know, they can really make them boring. Like, what was the name of that one that came out not too long ago with, uh, George Clooney? And- Solaris.
0: Yes. Oh well, god. I mean, that's a re, that's a remake of a Russian movie that is also, that it's by the guy who made Stalker. So, <laughs> yeah, if that tells you anything, that's a, uh, I mean, that, that's kind of a slow, very, very slow <laughs> paced, uh, movie that isn't... that happens to take place on a, on a space station. So, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I've watched the original... The, the Russian version of Solaris and I can't tell you what happened in that movie. I think I liked it. But I, I'm pretty gun-shy after we watched Stalker, which is another science fiction movie by that director, and he... it was like a poem that he made into a movie and uh, I don't, I don't think I could take that. (laughs) So I, that's, that's the far side. And then I think that like, what what, what do you consider? What would be the other side of just like all action, no substance? I'm Uh, trying to think of something.
2: Well, I mean, when I think of those movies, I think of movies like Solaris or even 2001 is like, you know, it's (gasps) like a, (laughs) <laughs> you know, the the action isn't the, you know, the technology and the action really isn't the focus right. of the, you know, it's all about what happens the to subtle, the people, yeah. you know, mentally and emotionally during this, you know.
1: What about, like, the action stuff? Do you think of one as being, like, kind of just too far the other way
2: or, like... Well, yeah, there's, like, um, the ones that are just too much the other way are like um i really don't like most of the star trek movies because they're just totally relying on the technology and special effects mm-hmm. to and then they put some mickey mouse episodic plot line from you know that may as well be a of you know an episode from the tv it's like yeah, yeah it takes a, a lot more than just technology to make a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think that that is definitely... Well, I feel like uh, Star Trek in the Darkness was especially just like an action movie that they they decided to stamp Star Trek with. Like, I, what I remember from that movie was a lot of... A lot more punching <laughs> than I would... I associate with Star Trek. Yeah. A uh, lot more
2: violent. But I'm, I have to admit that I really like action movies, you know? And if they have a good plot, to me, that's the best combination, you know? Like, a really good plot with really good script for the, the interaction between the characters, so that you really care about them. And then, enough technology and, you know, special effects and, you know, set design to make it Really interesting to watch, you know. Make it visually interesting.
1: Yeah, we're one of our favorite movies is Die Hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, thats yeah. just like a, it's an action movie, right? But I it's love Die Hard. it's a really yeah. good action movie. Yeah,
2: and I, you know, real often when uh, we're trying to decide what what movie to go see, and more often than not, Brian will suggest the indie art film and I'll be like, no, that's a little (laughs) too real for me. I need something that's, you know, that's the main reason I like movies is for them to take me completely out of my reality and put me somewhere else. And that's not to say that I can't appreciate an art film that's, you know, well-written, well-acted and, you know, has a really good story. But for the most part, I, I look to movies to like, take me to a whole different place. And that's, probably what I always hope to see in science fiction, you know. Yeah. My hope is that it's gonna just you know, like the first time I saw The Matrix mm-hmm. or the or or two thousand and one or, you know, any of the real classic science
1: fiction.
0: But not supernova.
1: But not supernova. <laughs> one supernova is enough. Yeah, but it's, it, I think that it's a guilty pleasure. It's like yes. one I wouldn't mind watching again, but it yeah. it does have a little bit of cheesiness too. It, yeah. yeah,
2: it's like hard to get past the cheese.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I could see this being the movie that you just toss on though when you wanna, yeah. when you're just relaxing at home. It's nothing, nothing too complicated, and I, I like all the actors in it, and, uh, you know, plenty of abs, you know. Yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> I like what I like. And I don't think, like, the dialogue was bad or anything like that. I, no. I, you know, we, I keep making jokes about people taking their clothes off, and we've, you know, talked about people having uh, anti-gravity sex and stuff like that. This movie is really heavy-handed on... A lot of sensuality. Oh yeah! Even the the main uh, I, I wanted the uh, the MacGuffin of the movie is a blue. I don't even know what, what shape that is. A
2: blob. It's, it's like <laughs> all, it's
0: like almond shape the with lip-soid. a hole in the middle. <laughs>
2: yeah, and,
0: and Lou Diamond Phillips is like all over that thing. Yes,
2: <laughs> he's into it. <laughs>
0: he is into it.
2: <laughs> It's got a lot of sensuality. Yes. Yeah. This interaction with the alien device is uh, very sensual. And they keep inter-splicing mm-hmm. it with anti-gravity sex scene and <laughs> <him>
1: molesting.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weird
1: almond shape thing. Is the yeah. glowing object whatever
0: it is. yeah there's a part where he goes into the chamber he unlocks it it's already been locked away so that nobody's supposed to be messing with it and he starts to you know he's he's rubbing it and feeling it up or whatever <laughs> and then, and then, uh you know about five minutes later somebody his girlfriend comes over and uh sees him and she unlocks it and she's like i need you to take your hands away from the thing and he stands up, and he's naked. And he's naked. He, was naked he wasn't naked when he went in, the chamber. He wasn't naked at the so. beginning of this thing. <laughs> that alien device took his clothing. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> really. Or he had to get undressed, because yeah.
1: he was, you know, <laughs> so into molesting this thing.
0: It's getting hot in here, is what he said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man flesh oh, is yeah. one of your
0: notes. Oh, yeah, I know. Was
1: <laughs>
0: Supernova, a.k.a. Man Flesh, the movie. <laughs>
2: Yes, you have to recommend it for all the female viewers that would be in for some man candy. They could sell. Definitely.
0: (laughs) Some copies, if they they replace that, (laughs) the image on the cover of Angela Bassett and James Spader's face, which is James Spader holding his booze bottle, but with his shirt off.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right.
0: (laughs) Welcome to space.
2: (laughs) And, they, and all those smoldering looks from James Spade.
1: Yeah, yeah. Aw, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, James, I Let's want you to do this here. do this part
0: again, but this time, <laughs> smolder. Yeah. <clears throat> the DP had to leave. He was too warm.
1: I want to know what your other notes are.
0: Oh, uh, the ones that we haven't covered. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, poor Robert Forrester, who I, I really like because, I, I mean, Jackie Brown is, like, in my top ten... Favorite I can't watch of all Jack time Brown
2: either. Really? Because yeah, because of the way Robert De Niro's character goes off into the left field there, It's just you know, yeah, it's a little too hot heavy for me. He is unbalanced. Yes,
0: but everyone in that movie
2: is. Yes, a... everybody is. Yeah.
0: Well, off there, he's watching cartoons. He's like, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing like a report or something because he's watching a. Tom and Jerry cartoon, and then he's yeah. he's talking about how they were banned in a certain year. Or not Tom and Jerry specifically, but all uh, violent. But
2: violent car- animated, yeah. violent, yeah, films. And, and later, James Spader's character makes some crack about the captain watching cartoons, and she says he's working on his thesis, his oh, doctorate, okay. his something. He's trying to get some degree by... Mm. Yeah, and, you're, and that leaves you kind of thinking, what kind of, what kind what of degree was he is doing? you getting? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: it must have something to do with history
1: yeah. or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Media and that's yeah. or something right.
2: And I, when you guys, you, when you said, you know, that you were that you were excited that Robert Forster was in it, I, would, you know, mm. I was like, you already knew the, the truth. gonna die, really <laughs> <Yeah. That> fast. <face. laughs> yeah,
0: that's all right. Sam Neill makes it all the way to the end of Event Horizon, so I think I'm okay. Uh, Yeah, I've also got round cards because in the future they're playing cards. cards cards.
1: Do they show us the numbers on them or just the. the No, they show. I I think we saw the face of them. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they're just playing cards, but they're circular. Yeah. Because they're better in gravity, I assume.
2: I have no idea. It's
1: just an innovation.
0: Yes. I don't like it. I That's like my square cards. A little
2: arts. too futuristic for me. That's right. <laughs>
0: That's That's where tw- you draw line. the lines. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What's next? Round dies. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible at D and D. Okay. Uh, other note: as many excuses to get the cast undressed as possible. We've basically covered yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Every time, go you know about twenty minutes, then somebody's got to take some clothes off. Uh, We didn't really talk about uh, Peter, or not Peter, yeah, Peter Peter, Peter Fascinelli. He's also extremely cut in this movie, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm uncomfortable with the faces he was making the entire time. I just don't, you know, I don't know. He
2: makes those faces. I
0: feel like he was trying to smolder, too, and it was
2: Yeah. He was, like, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. There was something like, immediately, the expressions on his face, and you're Mm -hmm. just kind of like. Mm.
1: I kind of liked him, but I got the impression that that what he was saying and what he was doing was creepy. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe I was taken out of it a little bit because I was remembering him as, like, the jock in Can't Hardly Wait. Mm. And I was thinking, that's cool that he did this kind of a role, too. And, you know, that he was kind of doing sci-fi. Being kind of, He was kind of a bad guy in both of them. <coughs> but, um, yeah. But I was thinking, I wonder where that actor is.
0: Well, no. he got millions of dollars from Twilight, and he doesn't yeah. have to do anything. Anymore. He's
1: in Twilight. Yeah,
2: I, didn't I don't even, even see that. I didn't as even being the, same make the connection. Yeah, until, person. Yeah, that until is, I the facial expressions. Yeah, that's, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> but I didn't like see it as oh,
0: okay. him. Yeah, because he, he's all buttoned down with his his hair combed right. like a normal person.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And older. You don't get to see his abs.
1: He's married to what's-her-face from um, 90210.
0: Uh, Not Tory spelling, so... Jenny
1: Garth. Jenny Garth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Seriously? They've been together for a long time, I, I think. Maybe that. they split up. Hmm. Everybody's always splitting up. Yeah, mm, we theory. can talk
0: about that during the nine hundred
1: two one zero cast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> it on the nine hundred two one zero.
0: Where are they now? Nowhere.
1: That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's he's probably living a good life with all that Twilight money. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what you want. You want to you want to get like. <laughs> If you don't want to worry about money, and maybe you still want to be an actor, that's fine. But you find that that franchise that's going to take off, and you just that just money for the rest of your life. It's like Ewan McGregor probably never has to do anything because of Star Wars, and you know he's acting because he wants to act. But uh, I don't know where I'm going.
1: Okay. I'm just That's saying, right. this, this is my plan, is what it is. stuff we're talking First,
0: I'm going to write a series of books,
1: <laughs> get them super
0: popular, and then I'll star in the movies.
1: And then he'll be set for life. That's right. <laughs> it's as easy as one, two, three. <laughs> it's about
0: a surf who finds a sword. <laughs> <laughs> and then joins Ooh, the boy. space crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what, what else do I got here? What else? What did you guys you think remember? of him in the movie, by the way?
2: I thought he was a good creepy guy. I thought he was a good, you know, bad guy. But it was kind of, uh, you know, shocking how he just suddenly started killing everybody. Yeah. You know? yeah. It was like you didn't, at first you were thinking he was just going to take everybody with him and whatever his plan was. Mm-hmm. That was kind of unclear <laughs> how he thought he was going to get out of there, um, if he killed everybody off. But, um, yeah, it was kind of weird. He was acting like he was going to try to interact with the crew on a, semi-normal level and then he just kind of went nuts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that he did a good job acting. I think everybody pretty much did a good job. The writing, the if there's anything that's not I don't think the writing is bad but I think that the writing is the substance that makes it a little bit cheesier mm-hmm, because yes. it's what's adding in all of the, the stuff that you don't see and I think that the actors were all up to the challenge. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, there are plot holes with yeah, like you're saying, his motivation is like a major plot hole in this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't kind of, you kind of don't know what is. I mean, you could see that if he was gonna, you know, he wanted to be uh, part of it. What part of his motivation in calling that ship in particular was to get, be, reconnect with Angela Bassett's character? Because you guys understood that he really was the guy. Right. He was.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. The- he
2: claimed to be oh, his but son. But he went
1: younger. He got younger from uh, contact with the alien,
2: the ninth dimensional matter, okay. and uh, it made him young again. That's why mm-hmm. she didn't recognize him. I see. Because well, she never she, knew him when he was that young. But well, yeah. she said
0: that he looked just like him. Yeah, he looked too like much her, of so a genetic so be a yeah. similarity. Yeah, to yeah that
2: he must be yeah. his son. He yeah. must be related to him or something. But
0: yeah.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> that makes me wonder because in the end, when he goes full nut bar, mm-hmm. you know, he's basically like, "This is going to make us all better. This is this mm-hmm. has to be done. This explosion that's going to happen, so that." Like, is there an alien presence that is telling him that this has to happen at that point? Because I don't think anybody...
2: I kind of got the impression that it was the influence of the device or whatever it was on whoever came in contact with it was going to help facilitate its Mm -hmm. fruition, you know? That it was going to help bring it, you know... what What is that line from that other movie? The bomb is... The bomb has to
1: explode at speed. Oh. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. It has to. That's its destiny. That's its destiny. It has to blow up. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, whatever the alien technology was that encased this ninth dimensional matter in this whatever it was, that it was supposed to affect whatever intelligent life it came in contact with to ultimately do what it, it wanted. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So in the sequel, the 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th, and 8th dimensions should all join together with us in the 3rd dimension to defeat the ninth dimensional right. beings.
2: <laughs> right. Why did you have to go to that far dimension to... That's what I don't know. Well,
0: eight, 8, you know, is just too explainable. So. Well, 9
2: <laughs> is the the best, the highest number. Because oh, it's yeah, yeah. The, Highest that's single true. digit in, includes all the other numbers and all that, so maybe that's why they pick nine. That's true. Yep. Yeah,
0: I think we're really making some progress <laughs> <in> figuring out
1: <laughs> numerology. We should do like a voice, a voiceover
0: track for be like, see what they're actually doing here. <laughs> is I don't know why James Spader is on the mining thing. No, I a do comment
1: gasoline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he went down there for
2: fuel because the bad guy told him there was
0: fuel down there. Didn't actually end up needing.
2: No,
1: <laughs> that's crazy that he, that um, it was that guy all along. I guess I didn't put that together. No. I should have. That's funny.
0: Yeah. Because at first they were calling him like Clay. His, his name was Clay. Uh, Carl. Oh Well, that's what his name actually turned out to be. It was yeah. Carl Larson. But I right. think he was saying, My name is Clay Larson. I'm his son.
2: Oh, I thought he said his name was Troy. Oh, maybe but it's maybe Troy. Maybe I'm. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. It
0: was something yeah, other than Carl. Right. And yeah, he was, he was saying, saying. Carl he was, was my father. Yeah, right. And then he was like, I'm actually Carl. I hate the word. I hate the name Carl. It just, it just feels weird coming out of my mouth. I apologize Carl. to Carl Urban. Carl.
1: <laughs> to Carl
2: anybody.
0: Carl.
2: I don't think I've ever known a Carl. Carl's Jr. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I know Carl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's one of those words that the more you say it, the weirder it sounds. Yeah.
0: Dripping <laughs> <laughs> out of my mouth. So that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Carl, uh, I have a friend named Carl. I mean, we're not that close, but he's a rapper oh, yeah, and yeah, a DJ, yeah. and he's cool. You've met Carl. Carl. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we met him. So I do know somebody
0: named Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm the only one who doesn't know anybody with the, the C or K name, depending on which, which way you spell. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else on here. Anything, the only thing I've got is wants
2: to say? Ab hmm. Battle,
0: and uh, which <laughs> didn't happen.
2: Mm. And
0: Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, <laughs> Lou, Di- Lou Diamond Phillips oh, gonna exactly. have to smack someone. Because you know. Yes.
1: Do you think that they were pulling his legs Yeah, I want to know about or- that push-up scene, too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah.
1: handstand push-up. Yeah, a doing. handstand
2: push-up. I wonder if he really did that. No, that's crazy. Known. He might have been able yeah. to. Who knows? That's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before. No.
1: Yeah. That's crazy if he did that for real. Yeah, and he was just showing off.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The young bone muscle mass in him again. Yeah. Yep. No longer gray-haired.
2: Yeah, it made his hair turn dark again. Mm-hmm. He had gray temples before his uh, encounter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It makes you feel younger, and it also applies just for men, directly.
1: <laughs>
0: so nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm done with it. I don't okay. want
1: to have anything yeah. else to say. I think we're else? Okay. Unless there's anything no,
2: else to I
0: I, I
1: don't think there's anything
0: else I can think of. Would you guys recommend people watch it?
2: Yeah. I recommend people would watch it uh, with, you know, having the right expectations. Definitely. Don't expect a really good science fiction movie that you're going to want to write home to mother about. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, but it is entertaining, especially the first time you see it, and for multiple reasons. So, you hmm. know, I think there's a little something for everybody that likes science fiction to appreciate in it. But, you know, yeah. take it with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah,
0: I think it's just a fun little movie and yeah. it's at least worth one watch. Yes. And I'm, you might end up liking it.
2: Yeah, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if if for the scene, it's the scenery if for nothing else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I think me and Aaron are probably the only two people that would ever write home to mom about a sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah, my mom wouldn't. Care. <laughs> If there were one
2: good mm-hmm. enough, right. you definitely would write home to mother.
0: I'm yeah. yeah, gonna have to ask Aaron if he's seen this movie, so we can talk about all the abs in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's that's my favorite thing to do with Aaron: talk about the men. So oh, okay, well, well. <laughs> yeah, I try our best.
2: <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <clears throat> yeah,
0: now get my kicks. <laughs> all right i'm gonna okay. read outro stuff uh sarah think of a lesson am i gonna make your mom think of a lesson i just usually you- it's like
1: a silly thing we do at the end of the show where we put our mind into the mindset of the movie and we think what is a lesson that we learned from watching this and it can be a joke or it can be no. like if this was your reality What's the lesson mm. you learned? Or what do you think?
0: Yes, that yeah. is you. you what takeaway exactly can you have is?
1: from this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, <laughs> I see. Okay, what is, what is your...
0: Let me He's going to do, do his outro oh, okay. spiel first. Okay. Okay. All right, here goes. Email any suggestions or comments you have to pleasedon'tpodcast at com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash p-d-s-m-i-o-s. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please give us a rating or a star rating or a written rating or some sort of rating. That increases our visibility and increases our listenership. Thank you very much in advance. Thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, Jed Dowtry for our podcast, local and to Spencer Seams and our families for all the support. We couldn't do what we do without you. So, Sarah, have you thought of a lesson? Cuz I haven't.
1: <laughs> My lesson is don't jump dimensions if you're not sure if the pod is going to work or not. It's just, you know, maybe you should stay behind, figure some things out first, but don't just do the jump because things might not go well if you do. <laughs> mhm. <Very good.
0: laughs> Seriously. Take it to heart, folks. Make sure that pod Is intact. It's fully functional. Yeah.
2: That's right.
0: (laughs) Yes. You don't have
2: to jump immediately. Yeah. You can always wait for that dimensional jump until things are...
1: Figured out. Figured out. That's
0: (laughs) what happens in Planet of the Apes, too. One of them, their pod isn't secure, so Uh the lady dies. Yeah. The one (laughs) functioning human woman in the movie, Mm -hmm. they had to get rid of that right away. Do you, want to, do you want to do a lesson, or should I just do what?
2: Um, I was at, honestly, I was going to say something similar. You that's know, right. don't don't dement, don't rush into a dimensional jump
1: oh. <laughs> ever.
2: <laughs> right.
0: I think it's important. I think that's yeah. definitely what, you don't want to end up like Robert Forster.
2: No, no.
0: Just all gooey,
2: splattered all over the inside of your pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And my the lesson I learned from this movie, and I think you listener probably already know what I'm going to say, and Sarah's shaking her head. is that if James Spader shows up at your house with a bottle of booze, you let that bastard in (laughs) as fast as you can.
1: I thought you were going to say, James Spader was really hot. (laughs) That
0: goes without saying that. Yeah. (laughs) I know what our uh, show art's going to (laughs) be.
1: You're right. I was just going to say thanks, Mom, for guesting with us. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It was fun. Yeah. We had fun. You're
0: invited back.
1: Anytime. You
0: didn't ruin the podcast, <laughs> so you're invited back. <laughs> That's good to
1: know. Yeah, nice.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye. bye.